Live here in Washington, D.C., home of your favorite and best creators. You are now tuned in to people that you don't know that you should know. I'm your host, Ty Westbrook, featuring my co-host, Murray Ann. And let's get going with today's show. Yeah. And if you don't know, now you know. If you know, you know. All right, people, you already know what it is. It's your boy Ty Westbrook, and we back with another episode of People That You Don't Know That You Should Know. And I'm holding it down without my lovely co-host, Murray Ann, today, but it's all good. Special guest, I got my man Haywood in the building. Y'all give it up for my man Haywood. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, Haywood, man, I definitely appreciate you for coming through, man. I know you got, you know, busy schedule and all, but like I said, I definitely appreciate you, man, for coming out. Oh, man, I appreciate you having me, man. I, I, I like what you're doing. People that you don't know that you should know, that's beautiful right hey, there. Hey, special shout out to Murray, yeah, we kind of like, you know, Play it all with the name, yeah. and then we like, yeah, that's the one. We, we, we say that that was the one. <laughs> yeah, and this is a beautiful studio, man. Hey, hey, this hey, is dope. Appreciate it. Uh, special shout out to uh, Mayor Mayor Bowser, yeah, um, Director Angie Gates, and everybody involved, man, from OCTF and me, from the Department of Employment Services, all the parties that yeah. that played involved to open this space for the creators. You know, for the does show, I know the Department of Employment <laughs> <laughs> Services? <laughs> you know, they, they does. Yeah, they, they, they does this. They, they does what they, they do. They, they, they did that, man. Man, yeah, but, I remember but, when this area was uh, not so nice. Yeah, nah, I, I feel you on that, man. I don't remember. I'm a, you know, I'm saying I'm, I'm 24, so oh, you yeah, know, what I'm saying I'm a, oh wow, okay. yeah, I got 20 years on you. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, man. yeah, 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 yeah. That's good though, man. Yeah. That's good. We need young people. Nah, for sure, man. My, but, uh, my son just turned 24 today. A word. Yeah, happy Juneteenth. Happy birthday to him. Hey, shout, shout out to him, man. Shout yeah. out to him, man. Got a great pops. Got a great pops. Uh, Oh yeah, Tiff, so so the reason why Haywood is here, man, like I said, for the purpose of the show, like I said, we want to reach out to many creatives as we can, mm-hmm. man, no matter who you are, you can be uh, in culinary school, mm. you know, you can be yeah. uh, a comedian as yourself, you can do, you can be a makeup artist, you yeah. can be a videographer, you can be a, a painter, you know, yeah. whatever it is, man, we just want to shine the line light on everybody, man, you yeah. know what I'm saying, because everyone is creative, you know what I mean? That's it, man, we are all creative people, right? Yeah. You got two types of people in, the, uh, George Lucas said this, you got two types of people in the universe, which is where he got the Jedi and the, the dark side and the light side from. So he said you have creators and you have destroyers, and it's really about you know what you choose to align yourself with. Uh, creators build, destroyers take down yeah. or tear down, yeah. and that's what haters do. <laughs> yeah, man, can't, can't, I can't stand them, man. I can't stand haters, bro. Yeah, you gotta watch the levels. My voice yeah, is you heavy. Go, no, you go, <laughs> hey, hey, that's why it's on me, man. I'm gonna adjust at the end. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? It's all good. I don't know, man. It's just something about the haters, man. I just yeah. But as a creator, you know, you, you see them and you be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and, they, you know, they're the ones that uh, tell you to do this as opposed to that. Or why are you doing this? Or why are you doing that? It's not necessarily, they don't necessarily come at you and say, hey, don't do your podcast. Or don't, you know, work for department. Of, don't work here. They'll be like, why are you working there? Why are you working? It's, it's slight things. And it's not that, I don't even think that sometimes, some of them do realize that they're doing things, they're creating strife. But the others uh, who don't realize it, they just work. It's like working for the team, not realizing you're working for the team. You know, yeah. you're just kind of perpetuating that negative flow of energy. When it's like, why not shine the light upon someone shining the light? Right. Exactly, <laughs> man. That's, that's all it is, man. Let's just shine the light. You know that's what I'm it, saying? Because you know? if you continue to shine the light, we gonna build together. Yeah, you know what shine saying? down. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So it's, it's, all, it's all gonna come back. But you know, people rather. 
like you said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's you know, and they mm-hmm. and then they help us see, they help us see, mm-hmm. and it's cool. We're like, okay, that's cool, and we do it for them too, exactly, because they like to be entertained as well. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly man. So entertainment. Is, <laughs> right now they're going. He talking about me. Yeah, exactly. So man, entertainment is definitely a thing, man. Mm-hmm. So. Let's just go into the beginning. What, okay. what, what made Haywood <laughs> wanted to start going into comedy? Stand up. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're 24 now, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, I was 29 when I started stand up. I always wanted to do comedy, but okay. you never know how to get in, especially stand up. Okay. It's one of those things you don't know how to get started. Anybody who says they know, can they're telling you a story. Because everybody goes, I got to move here, I got to move there. Um, I was walking past, I was 28, 29. And I was getting divorced from my first wife. So let me back up a little bit. I moved to the D.C. area when I was 19 years old. Okay. Moved here. Uh, I was joined the military. Got stationed on Andrews Air Force Base. So that's me living out in the Suitland area, Camp Springs area. And then uh, I work in telecommunications, which is my day job. I'm at Clark Kent. Uh, mm-hmm. And this area was booming at the time. So this is part of the gentrification that we see and the changes that we see. You had the... Uh, Gaithersburg Corridor, 270 blowing up, and uh, Dulles Corridor, as far as with these different companies, like Amazon is coming here now, but in that time you had like the MCIs and the uh, Nextails and all Sprint, all of these big telecom companies were in this area as a hub. <clears throat> so this is where the work was. So I said that to say, I'm working in a career that I'm not excited about. You know, it's, it's cool and it's good, and technology is changing, and I'm one of the people who work in the background stuff, so making sure that the internet gets to you. Right, so that was cool and good, but I was wanted to do a little bit more. So I was going through a divorce and things are changing. I got a lot of time on my hands. I walked past the hotel, Topaz Hotel on um, M Street Northeast, and I see uh, no, excuse me, M Street Northeast, and they have a sign out there. We have comedy on Thursdays, and there's a sign that says that if you want to come tell a joke, come tell a joke. And I was like, if this is not a sign, <laughs> then this is not a sign. Let me go see what happens. So I went the next week to uh, the show. I got up and told a joke about my name, which is Haywood Turner C. Jr. I said, that's my real name. And then I said, people always ask me, is that my stage name? And I was like, well, only if you count the stage of slavery. Ha ha. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and then I did a joke about it meaning uh, that it's a... Uh, in, it's actually a German name, but in Germany it means that my ancestors couldn't run very fast. Word. So that was the joke because yeah. it's true. Because yeah. <laughs> people always ask me, "Is hey, we're turning to see Junior your real name?" So that's what I started with. Yeah, and I got the bug, man. I got the bug, and from that, I've been doing it. What is this? I'm, I'm 43 now, so in some odd years count those numbers. Um, just based in this area, it kind of became a fun, not just a fun thing to do, but something that I could realize that it could be, I can earn money at, I can earn a living at, and that's what I'm in the process of doing right now, uh, learning how to earn a living. But at the same time, it's like, we live in D.C., we're here in D.C., uh, you always think about basketball and stuff like that. Well, shoot, you know, if I could get signed by Georgetown, why wouldn't I go to Georgetown? Or if I can go to University of Maryland, why not? Or if I can go to Virginia, one of these high caliber schools, why wouldn't I? You have D1 schools right here, so I was like, I made a conscious choice to remain here, stay based here, um, but do the traveling that I can do. So I can travel to New York and get on the Amtrak or get on the bus. But now it's the Amtrak, I've moved up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And take the train to New York to do what I need to do as far as being in the industry mm-hmm. um, and keeping a presence alive. But I saw, you know, do shows in Atlanta here. This is a show, show to hear do all the time. You got the Kennedy Center performed that. I have a... Uh, I just performed at the National Gallery of Art, which is a place I work at. I performed outside. They had like over 15,000 people out there for Jazz in the Garden. Mm. Um, 
So uh, myself and the toilet and the uprising. That was the first time they had reggae at, at Jazz in the Garden. So it was, uh, almost became a reggae fest. And from what I'm understanding, it's been one, one of the more popular shows just then. And that's a really cool show to do, right? So already I've been on the mall. I performed at, um, what else? Uh, what did I say? Like the Kennedy Center. But then you have the DC Improv. You have the uh, DC Draft House, which I work. I do a show at every Friday. Um, and then getting to collab with Everybody comes through D.C. and through the DMV. So I've got to work with uh, Oprah for Hannibal Buress, Wyatt Snack, um, and all these other people who are like uh, Tony Woods on a regular basis, um, Sarah Colonna, writers and performers, um, but not just in the comedy uh capacity because it's the DMV you know you got music so I get to work with different musicians I got to open for the Woo you know what I'm saying I got to open numerous go-go bands uh, I used to do a partner show with uh, my crew um, we used to do a show up at uh, it used to be called the Blue Banana up on Georgia Avenue it's a sports bar now but uh, uh, the go-go folks that I used to work with their name escapes me right now but it was weekly mashup where we had you know hip-hop comedy and then you know we had a go-go show afterwards and then it was like why not stay here and become the best you can possibly be in an area that is growing you know not not, not only now do we not just have like places like the Kennedy Center which are you know top-notch places but you got the MGM so the goal is now how do I get into MGM and get into Maryland Live and then get my show into those places and get my show produced well enough high caliber where it's in those places and say just like a, a Def Comedy Jam or De- just that's what I went to I went to Def Comedy Jam University I'm a kid in the 90s you know so that's probably the mentality it was like do as much as you can out of your trunk and then when they come be ready to sell it to the highest bidder <laughs> no, nah, for sure. No, nah, that's dope, man. That's dope that you was able to, you know, be able to experience all that throughout your, yeah. your throughout your life, man, throughout your comedy career. All right, so I'm just curious to know. Name the one time <laughs> on the stage mm-hmm. where it didn't turn out. You know <laughs> how you had planned. You know what I mean. Uh, I'm, I've never had a. I just say, I've, every comic. I can say I bombed. I've two jokes that don't do well. I've done okay. sets that don't do well. Yeah. The worst situation I was ever found myself in. I was doing a show at a hostel. Uh, so there's a hostel over there on 11th Street in Northwest. Uh, and anybody who knows at a hostel, people who travel, um, you understand. Especially throughout Europe, that's why people tend to travel. Basically, low hotels, low priced hotels. So I'm doing a show for a group of uh, Eastern Europeans. I didn't know they were Eastern Europeans at the time. I just thought they were white folks. When I say white folks, just Americans. So we talking. And I'm listening to them. I'm listening to the accents and I'm telling jokes about my, then I tell a joke about my name being German. And I say, oh, they say that's not German. I was like, what's German? Turnip seed. And then it comes from Rup Salman and so forth. They're like, oh, so it is. And they were like, yeah, we're German. I was like, you guys are German? I was like, oh yeah, your man Hitler. And that's when they, <laughs> they were like, no, that's not our man. <laughs> So I was like, uh, that's probably one that was the most awkward where I heard the radio scratch, where the record scratch go, Ehh! it was like, no, we're German, uh, but we're not all that. So they were really cool um, uh, uh, folks to do, a, to do a show for and tell some jokes for. And they enlightened me to like, okay. It was really weird, because we don't do that here in America. We don't talk about, we have plantations right around this area that we can send our high school and elementary school children to so that they can get a sense of what it was like. They do that in Germany as far as they've kept the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The concentration camps just kept them intact. I mean, they're being, you know, they don't look like they looked once then as far as active people there, but they want people to see what people went through. 
and that's something that they helped explain to me or explain to me it was like we know what we went through and we don't want the world to go through that again and if we and if that's a part of my act as far as I do tell uh jokes uh, with racial components. I do tell jokes about the neighborhood change and I tell jokes about winter coming to Southeast. I live in Congress Heights and I was like, winter has come to our neighborhood. We have white walkers now. I've seen white people walk up and down Martin Luther King Jr. Avenue who ain't just taking the metro and coming into town to actually uh, go to Baloo. They actually bought a house and live over there. I saw a white lady jog and I was like, here they come. My daughter was like, is that a white walker? And I was like, no, that's a neighbor. That's the new N-word, baby. That's a neighbor. <laughs> Yeah, that threw her off. That threw her off. She she got afraid. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, hi. So yeah. I mean, and that's and that's that's what's supposed to happen. Um, as far as you know, as communities uh, change, we already know we have a rich community and mm-hmm. what what we've provided to the world, especially here in the DMV in DC. What DC is? It was Chocolate City. You know, now it's more of a macadamia nut. Yeah. You know, it's a chocolate, uh, yeah. white chocolate macadamia mm-hmm. nut. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a mixture. Yeah, man. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I've had times that haven't gone well, but uh, the times that do go well kind of, I don't want to say they trump them, but they are. Uh, you, you, got, go, you got more wins than L's for real, for real. More so. I probably got more L's than wins, but the wins are big time. Got you, got so, you, got cause you. Because you're going to have. It all played out. Yeah, because yeah, I've told three jokes. You ain't laughed at yet. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah. That's for the audience. That's nah, for the audience. Yeah, nah, man. Just, just uh, you know, the way that you, you know, you carry yourself, man, and you always, you know, full of laughter. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, yeah. can, I can already tell, like, yeah. you like the light yeah. that comes into the room, man. Oh, you know thanks, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just just when even someone's having a dog moment, man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Just, that's it. You know what I'm saying? You know what that's I mean? really it. You that's what, that's what we're so, here for, man. Yeah, like, I, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate that, brother. Yeah, that's exactly what we're here for. We're here. It's not too, like, because uh, you know, especially in this day and age when you have a lot of people with, I don't want to say agendas, but you have, a lot, you have a lot of people with a lot of thoughts mm-hmm. on how the world should be and what, it, and we already know what it could be. Mm-hmm. But I'm in, my mindset is more or less like, well, what is it? And how, what are we doing to change it? And they're, 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 that's where the creators and the destroyers come into being. You know, I could sit here and talk about what's bad, but that's a destructive that's a destructive tendency to say, what are we gonna do about what's bad? Well, you're doing it right here by, you know, actively saying we're talking to creators about what they create, about the content. And in that aspect, other people get inspired to create content. And that's what we need more than anything else. We know we have an abundance of television channels, radio networks, uh, uh, all these different ways to stream, all these different streams of information now coming to it. We live in the information age. Well, what are we being formed about? Well, if you look at late night TV, there's still a lot of um, what's those uh, infomercials. Well, that's paid spots. People pay to put their, it's a paid commercial. It's 30 minutes with somebody paid somebody like myself to come in and talk about a product. Well, why can't we be the product? And that's where my head is at now. And that's, again, that's a part of what made me stick around here because I do work at a museum. I do live in an area where my kids can go to museums that are top-notch museums that are free um, and get that education and get that level of education and information where they go, oh, okay, you know what? This is how they get it. This is how those kids at Sitwell get it. This is how those kids at St. Albans get it. This is how those kids at Gonzaga and all these other places, uh, Randolph, whatever we want to talk about. Now it's coming to the kids in Forestville and it's coming to the kids in Baloo and it's coming to the kids in Anacostia because you can't have that information out there and have it not be available for the people. We just have to be ensured as people that we're available to get that information, seeking out that information, and then at the same time applying it and putting it to good use. This is good use. This is it. This is it right here. An hour of a day to say, hey, what's up with you? You know? Nah, for sure. 
So yeah, what really is what's up with you? <laughs> so what's, so what's, what's what's next up on the agenda for Haywood coming up, man? What's 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 in store for you? Uh, well, right now, currently, um, I'm doing a, a lot of different things. Like I said, I do. So I host a weekly show at the DC Draft House. It's called Attack of the Comics. That's a standard stand-up comedy showcase with featuring some of the um, comedians who I really think are funny. You know, I'm one of the top, one of the producers of it. I guess you say the executive producer, me and my partners, we produce that show and we find people who we think are funny and put them on. Uh, it's a late show, so it's just like, in my mind, it's something like, when you look at SNL, it's for the not quite Saturday Night Live, this is an institution now. This is something that has become an institution when you say it's, it was for the not quite ready for primetime players. This is how it initially began. So these are people who they didn't know what to do when it came to television. Where do we put these folks? So they put them there. They were funny. Eddie Murphy got on the show. It blew up. That's what it is. It's that simple, right? So now you have a place for people to put their commercials on television on the late night Saturday. So what we do in Attack of the Comics is a similar mindset. Uh, it's put on comedians who, of course, we can't pay everybody those outrageous numbers to bring in headliners and stuff like that. But let's get with our friends and family members and folks that we know who are coming in and out of town who want who can do the show. And they do the show, and then now they get more people watching them, following them, because this is that kind of city, like in New York, like in Chicago, like L.A., where people come from all over to see things. And they get to see com- they get to see curated comedy and curated content just like at a museum. That's all that happens. And it's high caliber, and it's free. So we do that on a weekly basis. Also, uh, well, I, like I work for the government. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's my day job. And uh, during the furlough, I was off and got to write. Uh, I was doing that process, and through my comedy connections, I was able to write an opinion piece that was in the New York Times. So that was a pretty good thing. I got published in the New York Times. From that, uh, the city paper, Washington, D.C. city paper, asked me if I would write a column. So now on Sundays, I write a column called What's Good, which is something like this where I talk to, and I'm going to get you for that because I talk to co- people, who D.C. residents, um, just about who are you and what are you doing in D.C. Because the whole idea is it's not just politics, right? People from outside the city always think of politics when they think of Washington. But then there's D.C., you know what I mean? And D.C. is not that. D.C. is people. D.C. is the neighbor. People don't even know about like Shaw and uh, Anacostia and then Congress Heights and then uh, um, just the different communities at Mount Pleasant. And like, just like any other city you go to, you have all of these areas and all of these communities. You have the Hispanic communities. You have Italian communities. You know what I mean? You have, uh, uh, if we, when you go out to like Rhode Island Avenue, Brentwood and stuff like that, you have uh, uh, white people. <laughs> people don't think of white people living in the city other than on Capitol Hill. Like, oh no, there are plenty of white people who live who do you think was working at the Pepsi plant and so forth so that being said you have all of these different cultures and communities and I'm highlighting that by talking to these different people and saying well what's good with you and what why DC when you could live anywhere you know I mean so far I've talked to Broadway stars I've talked to comedians musicians uh gardeners for the Smithsonian uh a guy who has his own network who's Mizzou shout out to him um, and he's doing something like this. He's content provider showcasing what's going on in his neighborhood, you know? Um, so that has been a really cool thing. From that, uh, we recorded a couple of them in someone else's podcast, but now after just talking to you, I know I need to get into the podcast realm to actually share this information with more folks. So good little willing the creek don't rise. We're knocking on this wood right here. We'll be in here in 202 Creates doing a little bit more to share with the people what we've done over these uh, last few years. Um, because that's what it is. You create a body of work, and then you show it to people, and that's what a movie is. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So, how can the people tune into your work, man? Like, where can we go to check out 
uh, all of your work and all your productions that, that you've been been a part of. Oh, okay. So you can, I'm, of course, I'm on all the social medias. My name is Haywood Turnip C Jr. Real name, no gimmicks. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's uh, you can find me on, of course. Uh, that's my website. You can go to my website and find all of that stuff. And then that'll link you to my social medias. I'm on the Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, whatever the other one is. Uh, at Woody Seed on Twitter and Instagram. Haywood Turnip C Jr. Uh, comedy page and personal page on Facebook. Uh, and also HaywoodTurnipSeedJr.com is my website. Um, Attack of the Comics is the name of our group. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Attack of the Edit, like I said, Attack of the Comics. And then you can come see the show on Friday nights. Uh, and then also there's videos, there's content, there's a few other things. Yes, I've had all those things, a million hits on a few different things. Um, so we're pretty pretty good right now what we do and trying to get better. I really want to share this with the audience that's right here at home first before we get out. I am going in a few weeks to Wisconsin. Some people came in for the Indigenous People's March and they liked what they saw and they were like, okay, we want to bring that to Wisconsin so we'll be going to Green Bay uh, July 4th, so it's like July 5th, 6th, and 7th doing shows out there and then we hope to do a couple more shows and take this thing on the road. But, you know, D.C. is home. We hope to bring it right back here to D.C. to actually, this is our home base. You know, we got every airport, we got every train station we need to get wherever we want to go and from here I can get to Aruba in two hours. I know. <laughs> Aruba, yeah. the happy island. Yeah. Aruba, they always crack me up when they be, uh, you know, like on the game shows. They be like, you have one trip to Aruba, Aruba. Yeah. Yeah. Costa Rica. Hey man, hey Haywood, brother. Look, man, I appreciate you, brother, for coming on in, man. Chatting with me, bro. Anything else you want to share with the people, man, that we don't know about you that we should know about you? Uh, I, I mean, I guess my intro is always this when I, I show people I live here. I work here, um, I am here, um, but that doesn't mean that I have to, and I'm staying here. <laughs> That's really pretty much mostly me. Um, about me, I'm a father, my, fam my wife and I, our family, we live over there in Cox Heights and Southeast. We have kids who range in age from 24 to two. Our oldest is 24, our youngest is two. Uh, a granddad, and I coach baseball, basketball, football over there for um, staying Fort Stand Rec Center with those guys. So shout out to Fort Stand and Generals and what they do. Um, and I play a mean saxophone yeah, sometimes yeah. and a mean game of pinball. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You know, I'm, yeah. it's like we're like, you know, it's like every, that's the beauty of, I say, this, I say it like this, I, and I'm not putting myself on any of these levels, but you're good, you're I have friend, uh, elders in my life who grew up doing uh, like the Great Depression. They grew up in the Harlem Renaissance and stuff like that. And I have an aunt who, talks about living up the street from uh, Duke Ellington. You know, Duke Ellington, of course, was from D.C. and stuff like that, but he had a house up in, 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 in Harlem. And he had a block party every year, you know, for the people. It's for the people. And then in that black party, block, that block party, which was a black party, that's what they called it, right? The black party, block party. So you have your Miles Davises and your Coltrane's and all of these people. And that's what is missing now. Um, intermingling of the classes, you understand what I'm saying? Like what we had before, before the civil rights movement was we had all these other people. One thing we couldn't, we could, we all knew where we could not go. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we all wound up at the same places, but that still happens. But now that we have a little bit more, uh, we forget that we're a community and how to stay a community. And something I saw on the bus the other day, it reminded me that we're a community. This guy was getting, you know, we live up somewhere in St. Elizabeth's. This lady was uh, upset. <laughs> and she was going in on this guy. He was with his kids. And to the person, everybody was like, yo, chill. He's with his kids. And so we all calmed her down. Let's not call the police. It's not a big situation. She does need help. She's going to get her help. But he also needs help, too. And he needs to be able to get on the bus. And that's what community does. And that's where, you know, I like people to know about me. I'm here, for, you know, not just for myself, but for the community, which is for the common good. 
you know, I'm doing my best to make sure we rise because that's the neighborhood I live in. It's Congress Heights on the rise, and as as the tide rises, so do all ships. Man, ain't no better closure than that. <laughs> 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 hey, this time. Oh, and my laugh is a ringtone. If you want to get it, <laughs> I might gotta use that for an alarm though. For hey, sure. you can, brother. Yeah. I send it to you. All right, for sure. It's a ringtone. It's yours. Hey, for sure. Hey, look, Haywood, man. I appreciate you, man, coming out on this episode of people that you don't know that you should know. Best of luck to you along the way, brother. And we gonna keep rocking and rolling out, Mike. Thank you, family. Appreciate it. Keep listening. We want to thank you all for tuning in to this episode of People That You Don't Know That You Should Know. If you like our show and want to learn more, check out tool2creates.com. And oh yeah, please subscribe on the Apple Podcast. You guys be sure to tune in again next week for another episode of People That You Don't Know That You Should Know. I'm Tyle Westbrook, signing out.